Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show, and yeah, that's just what we're going to do. Uh, this episode is going to be about Hatchet 3. We've already done one, we've done two over the last couple of weeks. The fourth one's coming out soon. This is the, the first one for me that was a new watch. I'd seen one and two before. Uh, Tim, you hadn't seen any of them, so it's all been new, mm-hmm. new stuff for you. Uh, but that is what we're going to do. We'll start spoiler free. We'll give you warning before we go into spoilers. The, u- the usual drill. If you're, if you're used to the show, you'll know how we roll. Uh, Can you hear me? Is my mic on? Yeah. Is? Okay. But why, why, do you, why did you think it wasn't on? I was just paranoid. <laughs> just for, for, for context, folks, to why that was a stupid question, Tim was talking to me here before we started recording for about maybe 20 minutes before we, we, you know, we started rolling. Uh, yeah, but I thought maybe that was like more conversational when Connor was here and stuff. So I didn't know if we weren't really paying attention. Whatever. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> Just, I think to trust that I'll mention that if you're on the potato mic, and by potato mic folks, I mean the, the built-in mic on his laptop because that'll sound like shit compared to his actual proper mic that he tapped. Because okay. you get a wee we'll... tap. <laughs> we tap we'll see. <laughs> hey, you sound lovely, Tim. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Sound so lovely. So, those tones are something you want to hear after a long, hard day, and you want to, you know, I, I imagine that most listeners of this, if they if they listen to the audio version, or maybe, or maybe they've got a little tray so they can set a laptop and they can watch it as well. But I feel like most people, the the, the best way to enjoy streams after midnight is in a bath. Mm, okay. Nice relaxing Thanks. bubble bath. Given given our listeners a lot of credit, implying that they bathe regularly, but <laughs> uh, I hope for the best, Tim. I hope for the best. Uh, I'm sure you all bathe at least once or twice a month. Like, so, well, <laughs> yeah, that was a weird joke to go down to. I don't know where we got to. Got, got to that but yeah uh, I suppose it's fitting because we're, we're talking about a movie that's, that, that is set in like redneck country where everyone's kind of filthy yeah. all the time at least as far as this movie would have us believe anyway mm-hmm. uh, everyone's kind of in that sort of vibe uh, so Hatchet 3 uh, completing what was once a trilogy but soon to be quadrilogy we we actually pick up again right for where the the second movie left off because the first movie did the second movie did the same thing it picked up right where the first one ended this one did the same thing although I feel like they did move slightly in position I felt like they were closer to the hut when it came back mm-hmm. I remember them being further away but whatever it's not a big deal perhaps yeah uh, but you know it ended you know I guess mailed spoilers for the end of the second movie because I kind of have to but <laughs> I, I guess. Like, you know, it ends with her, like, completely... Or we, at least it seemed like he was completely dead. You know, Victor Crowley, the killer. It seemed like he was dead. My TV's going to turn off. I'm trying to find the remote. There we go. Um, so, it, you know, she'd bash him in the head, and then the start of this movie, like, he gets back up almost immediately, but then she, like, you know, brutally, like, seals the deal. Like, he has to be dead after this. Like, there's no way he, he can be alive uh, mm-hmm. in a great sense. We'll talk about how, how the, the murder uh, is done in spoilers. But that is uh, that's how the movie starts, and she comes to the police station with with a shotgun and the scalp of Victor Crowley, and that's kind of how we start the movie. And just first, first and foremost, I forgot to mention this in the last two, but for some reason, uh, these movies have a uh, have a knack for picking really awful music for their opening titles sequence. Mm-hmm. Just oh, a, yeah, just a screamy metal nonsense that. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a lot of like butt rock that I'm, I'm not a big fan of. <laughs> yeah, and I like some metal. It's just this type of metal is just particularly mm. bad. It's just all this screamy uh, nonsense. Mm. But uh, so so <laughs> screaming nuns, nonsense, not nuns. Uh. Screaming nuns. <laughs> I'd be interested to see what that sounds like. <laughs> but hey, so yeah, so so the movie for the first time and I actually think it's to the benefit of this movie is that it has kind of two plots going on at the same time because the last two were very mm-hmm. much following the characters into the woods they get picked off one by one this one we have two plots going on we have this reporter lady who is played uh, did you recognise her actually the, the Amanda uh, I knew she was someone but I, I couldn't place my finger on it <laughs> and I was too lazy to IMDB it but I definitely know I've like seen her before it is a deep horror movie pull she was the lead character in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah, obviously it's been like 30 plus okay. years. She looks different, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's not 30 the plus, vo- it's been about 30. But. Yeah, the, the voice was like super recognizable. So mm-hmm. I was like, I know that's a horror person, but I, I'm too lazy to check it out right now. And then I forgot. Yeah. So that was, so there was a lot of familiar faces in this. We also have the sheriff, played by Zach Galligan, mm-hmm. who, if you don't recall that name, mm-hmm. he was the lead character in Gremlins... Um, mm-hmm. And Gremlins too, of course, mm-hmm. and then not a lot for nothing a long else. Time. Yeah, uh, so he he's he's here. Uh, you've got those. Obviously, we have Daniel Harris back as Mary Beth. Ken Hodder still playing Victor Crowley, and of course, we joked that you know because we, we had the same actor. Perry Shen played a character in the first one. And he played a character in the second one who was different. He was like his brother. And we joked, does he have a triplet? Is that what's going to happen in the next one? It turns out there's no triplet, but he is a different character. He's just a random mm-hmm. other character, and they even make a little joke about it when because the, 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 the medics are like picking up the dead bodies. And he's like, hey, this guy looked like you. He's like, because he was Asian, we all look alike. Like, they, they make a little joke out of it. Uh, but, yeah, so so you, you got the cast. Even though there's like a SWAT guy who shows up at one point, uh, Derek Mears. Uh, I was like, I know him from stuff. And I looked him mm-hmm. up, and he have, I have seen him in so much stuff. He played Jason in the in the remake, Friday the 13th. Oh, okay. But he was in Twin Peaks this year. Oh, all, okay. All, I don't have to spoil it. All I have to say is arm wrestling. That's all I have to say. Yep, yep, okay. Gotcha. Yep, there you go. Um, so he was in that. He's been in tons yeah. of stuff. He's one of these actors who just pops up all over the place. Whenever you need yeah. a tall guy to, to be someone. Uh, he, he was another guy that I was like, oh, he looks familiar, and mm-hmm. I'm sure it's probably some horror movie, but I forgot to look. Yeah, so, so you got that. So, so you got two plots. You've got Mary Beth's been locked up because they all think she's a crazy killer, and journalist lady who's convinced that Victor Crilly exists and that he's real is trying to get her to help because she's got this insane plan to like you know end the curse. So that, they, mm-hmm. they're off do, doing that. Meanwhile, the cops and the medics and then eventually the SWAT team are like dealing with the crime scene, and then the other ones just start getting like you know picked off one by one. Mm-hmm. So you've got like. So it was actually really nice that in this movie, every so often to like just sort of help the pacing, it would cut away to another plot because it never did that in the first two, and that made a bit of a difference to me. But that was the setup of the movie. So I'll ask Tim the question that I always ask: mm-hmm. How did you feel? Did you enjoy Hatchet Three? All right, so I'm going to save you and me and and the listeners a lot of time. Okay. Uh, Pete, just go ahead, uh, you know, go to your little computer file folder, or whatever, uh, find the file that we did for the review of Hatchet 2 and just cross out the two and put a three on there. <laughs> this is the this was the exact same movie. And I'm not necessarily saying that in a bad way. I did like it. I had fun with it. But I mean, honestly, like 
was is there really that much difference between like this and do, the do second you know, one? Joe, you know it's funny about you saying that. Is I actually think one and two are the exact same movie, more or less, and then three is the one that's a little bit different. I, I don't know. I, I, this felt, and uh, again, it's like I, I I did still have fun because, like we said in the first two movies, yeah. you know, you're not really coming to this for the like you know intricate, intriguing plot or whatever, but it. You know, you're basically coming in for the kills, and yes, it had a lot of good kills, but it, it just felt like the same thing. It's like, you know, there's a lot of great kills, you know, they, they kind of assemble this, you know, like, this team is assembled that's basically just, you know, going to be body bags, and uh, then there's kind of this plot with this one person who thinks they know how to end the curse. Uh, I won't say if it's if they succeed or not, but... Um, yeah, that's kind of like, you know, the, the secondary plot or whatever going on to the killings. Yeah, well, that's the thing, though. I do think the just the, the simple fact... There's two things that I think make me like this better than two. Just a little okay. bit. Not, not by a huge extent. I'm not saying this mm-hmm. is like great or amazing or anything. I'm saying it's a little bit better than two. Sure, uh, yeah. The kills are very similar, and they're, they're over the top and wacky, and they're good fun, like they always have been. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that it's a separate B-plot... Because, you know, before it was just like the character who was with them in the woods, mm-hmm. whereas here it was actually cut into a different plot. So it was like a break from the chaos. Like, it actually split it up. So right. we, weren't, we weren't following them in the woods for the same amount of time i wasn't as bored with them walking around the woods right mm, okay okay yeah I, I get what you're saying i still uh, wouldn't say it's that different it's a you know it, it's really just a, a difference of location hey and in, in, in this scenario <laughs> i'm saying that's enough to make a little bit of a difference that it's split yeah. up the because when it cut back to their characters they weren't also walking around the woods and like hiding and thinking they're going to get killed true, at any point true. they were mm-hmm. they were bickering and there was a lot of jokes and f-bombs at each other and mm-hmm. like you know there's a sort of running gag where amanda's making this cop who she kind of knows to like do everything she says even though he, <laughs> he, he could lose his job and like you know it was more of like a, a comedy side plot but it was separate and then the other thing that um, i think makes it work a little bit for me is that I do kind of like that this time, uh, when this SWAT team show up, they basically come packing heat. This, this is like the aliens of Victor Crowley, right? Mm-hmm. And I like there's that one cop who's basically brought a rocket launcher and like a bag <laughs> yeah. of like just you know ridiculous guns because he's so scared mm-hmm. of the you know the, the stories of Victor Crowley. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's that much of a difference. I'm saying it's a little bit of a difference. I'm saying. Just a touch mm-hmm. more, where I just think this was a, a just a little bit more refined to the, the part where mm-hmm. I felt like, okay, I'm not as feeling the slog of going through the woods quite as much because it is breaking up every so often, and it is, you know. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like it's um, like things do feel more refined in this, and um, but yeah, it is just like a matter of inches, you know. Like it's not like. You know, oh, the first two were okay, but man, this is where it gets really good. It's like, you know, first one was like, eh, just, all right, and then even the fact that it involves the police and the services because the you know the second movie mm-hmm. shouldn't go to them. She just kind of gets another group of people to go on the boat. True, <laughs> that's yeah. basically what happens in the second movie. Uh, and I like that someone actually points that out to her that that's contrived as shit. Yeah, <laughs> like really, like people just went on. But that's what you did after that horrific incident. You got more people to go back out on the boat. It's just making fun of the fact that the second movie was the exact same. Which again is why I think the third one's a little bit different. Uh, mm-hmm. And hey, Perry Shen's character survives. Oh, that's a spoiler, I guess. But <laughs> but hey, that's notable because his character died in the first two. That's true. That's true. So that was yeah. That was yeah, I mean, uh, I don't want to sound like I'm too harsh on this movie. Like, I did enjoy it, but I basically, like, have pretty much the same feelings about 
really the the series as a whole like I, I do think the first one is definitely the weakest but um after that it, it feels like it's just you know incremental amounts of like all right you yeah it's a little better this a little better and um i mean it, the series is like a lot of fun it's not something that i i think is bad or that's not worth watching um it's just you know trying to think of like kind of unique stuff to say about this i feel like it's like a little hard like it's like um what else can i say other than like hey kills a really cool story is the story you know yeah yeah i i think the humor was a little bit better i I think the the characters are just a little bit more interesting or likable than they were on the second one i guess yeah i think they finally kind of let go of the cringeworthy stuff like uh, you know, there wasn't as many, like, uh, you know, asshole dudes looking to get laid, you know, kind of mm. humor and stuff in it. Yeah. Uh, they, they were just, they made a bit more sense. Even They were still cartoony, but they, they weren't. Yeah. Uh, again, it was just a little bit better. I feel, I feel like the series has progressively gotten a little bit better each time. Not a huge amount yeah. each time, just a little bit. Uh, Which, hey, it's not a bad thing. I mean, especially yeah. if... <laughs> You know, if it ends up being like eight movies, and then by the time we get to that one, it'll be really, really good. Oh god, yeah, N- number ten <laughs> might be the best horror movie ever made by the time we get there. Yeah, uh, but you know, so so like, it's, yeah, it's fine. If you like the second one, I think you like the third one. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's 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 pretty fair. Uh, yeah, and I I think that the way they treat him in this one as well is that more of a force is. Is more interesting. Like whenever he pops up, I, like I feel like in the, the second movie and even the first movie as well. Mm-hmm. Like the way they kind of concealed him, we got the flashbacks of him, and like the the way we'd kind of like always retreat. I actually kind of like that in this one. It feels like he goes through a lot of people really quickly. He just like goes from person to person, just tearing them apart uh, yeah. in his way. Uh, so, and hey, so some people who I expected to live didn't, and some people who I expected to die didn't. So, you know, I could give them something with that. Uh, yeah. And there was more testicles hanging from tree branches in this one than the previous two <laughs> movies. So that's, that's very true. That, that's worth <laughs> mentioning. Uh, so now that, that, that'd be the, the spoiler-free section. So I, I think we'll give you a full spoiler warning so we can start talking about kills and the plan and how it works or fails and mm-hmm. you know which one it's probably going to be. Uh, but So full spoilers for Hatchet 3. So I I think much I think the pacing's a little bit better in this one in the sense that mm. much like the second one it starts off with a really cool over the top kill and it's uh, Victor Krilly getting sawed in half by the chainsaw. Oh right right that was really cool. That was really cool because it, it basically yeah. sort of goes like this and splits <laughs> and you just sort of see all the all these innards on both sides. It's it's, it's a really nice yeah. little kill. Um, but I think it doesn't take as long to get to the, the next kills. This one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because it's when, it's yeah, when the, the medics are on the boat and they're they're talking about stuff, and you just see him start to go through people and like you know rip off arms and all that, uh, which he does in this one. He rips sure. off multiple arms. He pulls someone's spinal cord out again. Uh, this mm-hmm. time from the front, he does that to the big tough guy. That's a fun kill. I I think the problem with these are that uh, the kills are still really cool. They look really good, but it, I feel like it's reaching a point where it's like. We've seen them all, all right. already. Yeah, we've seen you know heads getting torn off, arms getting ripped off, spinal cords being ripped out, and you know I don't want to complain about them because it's all really cool stuff. But it is kind of like, all right, yeah, I've seen this before. That said, someone does get hit in the head with a head. That's true because because <laughs> he throws a head at someone. 
yeah. That, that was a fun one. Uh, and you here, like here, that, yeah. Here's the thing. We complained, in both the first and the second movie, we complained that the weakest kill was the sander, because it just didn't look that good. Mm-hmm. And what's funny in this is that they actually set it up. They're like, "Oh, uh, we got a sander from like like the evidence, and it's like sitting outside the boat." And then you hear it like rev up, and it's like, "Oh god!" It, it really the building up to this is like we all give a shit about the sander. It was like the worst weapon in the first two <laughs> movies, but they're making it his like secondary weapon behind the hatchet, which he doesn't actually yeah. use that much in this one. I feel like there was no hatchet kills, but whatever. I'm not complaining. No, not really. Yeah. Uh, but. He ends up not killing anyone with it, he just kind of uses it to like sand through the door so he can eventually grab yeah. the people inside, uh, which he does. He, he, he basically rips the, the skin off like the woman who's in there that was talking to, to uh, Shen, and uh, the, the sheriff does go down as well. They both get pulled through the same hole like idiots. Yeah. The, I, I think it was the, the sheriff you just see, yeah, his like head kind of goes through there and then it pops back and it's just completely like torn off. Yeah. Uh, so you have that, and there's, yeah, so, so, so the kills are fun. I, I do like when the, the the scared cop just says "screw this" and he just pulls out his rocket launcher. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, that, that, what I like about that is it's kind of like it's, it's almost, you can almost imagine like two friends sitting on a couch saying, "Why don't you just shoot Jason with a rocket launcher? Like, that could work." <laughs> uh, I feel like that's where that that idea came from, and yeah. obviously he misses though when he hits the the SWAT guy instead. So Crowley gets almost nothing. He gets, he's on fire a little bit, but nothing else. Yeah. He's fine. He's fine. Uh, so so that's that's the kills for the most part. Uh, mm. Except for when, of course, uh, Crowley himself dies and he melts because the yeah. ashes of his father hit him and he just melts into like a bloody pit. And then Mary Beth just blows him up with a shotgun. Uh, and I was surprised that that actually worked. Uh, I kept expecting uh, like some type of twist. I, I really thought that they weren't going to turn out to be, you know, her dad's ashes because uh, when they go get them from that guy, Seth uh, <laughs> yeah, they he they say something like, "Oh, this is like you know, blah blah blah." I forget his names, but whoever's ashes, right? And he goes like, "No, that's my brother's ashes," or something like that. So. I kept yeah. expecting to be some type of misdirect when it's like, oh, he never actually said they're his ashes. There's another brother or something like that, but uh, not actually working. Uh, you know, that was definitely a, a cool effect, and I like her um, basically being like stuck to this tree and you know continually kind of waiting for him to make some type of move, and eventually she just goes like, ah, screw it, and just shoots him. Yeah, you say stuck to a tree. She's impaled in the tree specifically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you think yeah, she's, yeah, she's not just sitting on yeah. top or something. <laughs> and she, she actually, like, the ending, it's actually probably the, the clearest ending of the three movies because it doesn't end in this weird cliffhanger. You can kind of tell this was supposed to be the ending uh, where, you know, Crowley's finally dead and she is like, you think she's like dying with her final breaths and then it like, it, it goes to black and then it comes back up again and it shows you her breathing and then it goes to the credits. And it's like, okay, that's fine, it works. Uh, there's a whole running plot the, 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 the cop that helps them gets killed Amanda gets killed as well that's the journalist they both get killed uh, there's a running plot when they meet Sid Haig that Sid, Sid Haig's like racist as shit because the, the, the cop is black and he makes all these these comments and he's like the cop's like and it's played for for comedy mostly it's just mostly this mm-hmm. kind of like yeah he's this delusional old guy and the, the cop's like sort of calling it all out uh, and stuff. So some of it's kind of amusing. Some of it's just kind of like whatever. Like uh, honestly, mo- most of the humor throughout the movie is kind of like that. Some of it works. Some of it's just kind of falls flat and feels kind of yeah. like 
like it, it's one of those things where it's kind of funny but then it's like after a while it's kind of like all right come on like we get it you know he's yeah. this old racist guy whatever and the one complaint i kind of have is the whole like you said there's this like side plot of you know them trying to end the curse by finding the ashes and, and blah 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 whatever and uh like you said yeah that that is interesting and it's cool that you know they're cutting you know to it so it's not um making everything you know so uh, similar, but I feel like they repeated stuff so much. Like there was so much back and forth between, uh, you know, Amanda and Mary Beth, where it's like, you have to hand him the ashes. Like, no, I, I'm not going to do it. She's like, no, you have mm. to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. You're the only one oh. who can do it. Why do I have to do it? Like after a while, I was like, all right, come on. Just, you know, you're going to do it. You know, you're going to go there. Just do it. Well, because at first it wasn't like the ashes had to hit him. She she seemed to imply it was like you ha- you have to give them to him and and they aren't. Yeah. And he'll accept them and that'll end the curse. And then it turns out to be you know throw the ashes on him and he'll, he'll melt, which yeah. was a cool effect. I'll, I'll give it that. It looked pretty fun yeah. uh, when when it happened. So I, I can't fault that part of it. I guess. No. Uh, yeah, that was definitely cool. I just could have done without like. I don't know. It's yeah. one of those things where I probably seem longer in my head, but just feels like there's a lot of cutaways to them in the car and in the prison and stuff where it's like, come on, just, you know, you're going to go there and do what you have to do. Enough back and forth about it. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I feel like I'm being really positive in this, but it's only positive c- comparatively to the other two <laughs> movies. Like, it's not that great. It's, it's, it's still a decent yeah, slasher I mean, movie. Yeah, I, I think it's really good at what it does, which, you know, it's not trying to be super inventive or original or a high piece of art. It's just trying to be a fun, you know, B-horror movie, which I think it does really, really well. It does it does it fairly well. I, honestly, though, I, I feel like even this one, which I think is probably the best of the three, mm-hmm. I don't think I would, like, pick it over most actual 80s slasher movies. I don't even mean the obvious ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, like... Uh, what was it? Blood like? Rage. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Blood Rage more. That's a good. That's a good example, Tim. Yeah, not not a great one, but one that I still like more than this. It has more charm, I think. But yeah, you know, uh, it, it it it's always like a little hard when you're trying to recreate something, and you know, you can kind of see like, oh, this is where you know they're trying to be cutesy, and when they're giving a nod to here and there, and oh, that's like a nice little wink. But yeah, it's never going to be as good as. You know the kind of the originals that it's you know homaging to. No, that's absolutely true. Um, I don't think I have much more to say. This is a, this is a, <laughs> well, this is one of our shorter episodes, but like uh, ultimately, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I just yeah, don't really know like what else to say. It, I think it's like um, yeah, I, I don't know if I would ever feel the need to like. Oh, I gotta you know rush out and watch them again. Um, I feel like it could be like a fun uh, party movie to put on. You know, like. Yeah, you put it on the mm. background, and every once again you glance over to see a cool kill or something. Oh, it's fun. I think, I think it almost hurt watching them all so close together because it does feel a little bit repetitive. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I, I I agree with that hundred percent. More yeah. more so than say like Friday the Thirteenth, where you know we've been working through those. We've done the first three. Uh, as been away since the fourth one, we're going to get back to it. It's just all these other new movies are kind of creeping up on us. Uh, for mm. example, there would have been the fourth one already if there's a new Hatchet movie wasn't announced to be being released uh, soon, <laughs> yeah. and. Like, but Friday the Thirteenth, I feel like I can binge watch those. I feel like I can binge watch like all of those, and I wouldn't feel that you know bored by yeah. them. Yeah, I feel like those you know differentiate themselves enough from one another 
where um yeah even if you are watching one right after the another it's uh, enough of a difference that it can still be enjoyable there's an evolution there's like wildly different characters there's like just all these other things that make it stand out and you see this evolution go from movie to movie where okay two's jason he's got the the the, the sack then three gets the hockey mask four's when he really becomes jason though and he starts mm-hmm. to move like jason and then five is the weird oddity and then six is you know a bit more fun and then seven is carrie versus jason and then eight he goes to manhattan <laughs> like like it just like there's different things happening where so much of this really does feel like the same. Now, admittedly, I know the first like several Friday the Thirteenth are all at the summer camp, right? I, I get that the first few yeah. of them are very similar. Uh, Four is arguably the first one that does something different because it's more these houses instead of the camp. But mm-hmm. no, that's a huge difference, admittedly. But uh, it just it feels different enough. Whereas here, I do I do feel like this feels a little bit repetitive watching the three of them uh, just week to week, mm-hmm. uh, back to back in that sense. Uh, so. so- with, with that being said, uh, are you excited for Victor Crowley? Like, do you, you know, do you have uh, some hesitation going into it, or think possibly it could be, you know, surprisingly good? Honestly, it's kind of the same how I felt with going to three, which is basically, I'm not excited, I'm not mm-hmm. dreading that, I'm just kind. This is almost a damning thing to say, but I'm kind of indifferent, like. I'm going to watch it, and I'm not bothered that I'm going to watch it, but I'm not expecting to be blown away. I'm not expecting to be, you know, hating it or anything, but... Mm. Well, yeah, it's, you know, possibly better than having, like, a, you know, high expectations of being let down. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Um, I, I would say at this point I am mildly excited. Like, it's not like I'm, you know, oh, my God, I, uh, yeah, I can't wait, but... I don't know. There's something about a franchise that I just like uh, when we're getting new ones in it. I don't know, but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I guess you know if it's bare minimum, if it's just kind of more of the same, but maybe hopefully at least a little better. Yeah, be fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm curious to see how they bring them back. I mean, admittedly, <laughs> in this one, they just kind of established that it's magical. It's a curse, so he comes back no matter what. Like he'll, he'll, his body will just reform. It's fine. So. Technically, they, you know, they, they use the ashes to melt them, so I, I don't know how they'll explain it, but it'll probably just be like a hand wave yeah. like that. It'll just be, oh, magic, curse, he's back. You know what I'd kind of like to see them do is, you know, it's very obvious that this is like a, um, uh, I don't know what you say, uh, I, not like a parody, but maybe like a, an homage or like a love letter to slasher movies. Yeah, yeah I think specifically Friday the 13th, it feels very Friday the 13th-like, and uh, I think it'd be cool if they would, uh, instead of kind of, you know, trying to like redo the same kind of movie, if, you know, um, they start doing more stuff like, all right, maybe in the next one he goes into space or something, like get really crazy with it, you know, like try to I mean, yeah, em- emulate how the other like slashers kind of take I'll, those I'll, routes. I'll pair that down, Tim. Space would be great, sure. Honestly, mm-hmm. it just needs to get out of that fucking swamp. Because I am yeah, sick of seeing true. the swamp at this point. I am sick of those woods. I'm sick of that cabin. We've seen it yeah. three times. And the fourth one, unfortunately, is about a plane with three people, you know, landing in the swamp. Like that's like <laughs> we're going to we're going to be in the swamp. Because I, I said this yeah. when I saw it, but the trailer reminded me a lot of Jurassic Park three. Because they get like one of yeah. the survivors as a guide on a plane, and they're just going to fly over, and then the plane has to land, uh, and they're all stuck there. It's, it's the plot of Jurassic Park three. It's actually kind of insane. Oh, man. Uh, but Ugh. you know, I guess we'll rate it then. I guess we'll rate the get, rate the movie out of, out of the ten. How are you feeling? Uh, I think I'm gonna give it a, a pretty decent 
score, uh, I think I'm going to give it a 6.5, which, like, you know, I, I think, like, the 7 is kind of like, I like this. This was pretty good. Uh, so, and I, I feel like it's not quite there yet, but, you know, it, it's inching there. and it, it, It's close, so... Interestingly, like 6. I'm, <laughs> I'm going lower than you, and you sounded way more negative than I did, funnily enough. Uh, I, I am giving this a 6. For the record, the first one got a 5, the second one got a 5.5, this one got a 6. It's went up a half a point each time. If I come out of Victor Crowley saying it's a 6.5, I will be thrilled. But yeah. I don't I don't feel like it will be. I feel like it, at best it will match this, and yeah. it may actually be more like 1 or 2, depending. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes, but there you go. That, that's uh, Hatchet 3. Uh it's fine. <laughs> that's that's my review of it. It's fine. I think it's kind of hard, like in this day and age with the internet and everything. I feel like it's either great or it's horrible. So sometimes when something is just okay or just fine, it kind of like sounds insulting. It's like even when you say it, like you kind of have to say it, like it's fine. <laughs> like yeah, you kind of like exasperated. But but sometimes you know, it's more fun to hate something like you're passionate about it. And I'm not. Oh yeah, definitely. This, this is the, the, the worst thing I can say about the Hatchet movies is I'm just not passionate about them. I don't care about them that much. They just kind That's of exist. They yeah. exist. They're, they're okay to a point. Oh and... wait. Oh, we totally forgot. Like a, you know, a huge thing. Like I, you know, it probably didn't mean much to us because we're not like you know huge. Uh, fans of the series but if you are a huge fan of the series they had a nod to the uh the main guy from the first one in this did they yeah he like pops up in the boat and then uh oh so you're right yeah he does yeah yeah uh like he like he like oh, pops yeah. up he's like oh i survived and then like he gets killed real quickly and he's like oh you gotta be kidding me yeah <laughs> I mean, you I said mean, you said that oh, we had to talk about that. We have to talk about that, and then you said that. And I'm like, I don't think we had to talk about that. Too. It's, it's fine. Well, I, I think if there's if there's any hardcore hatchet heads that are listening to this, they're probably like you know pulling their hair out, going, like, "I can't believe they didn't mention that." The callback to the first one. Do hardcore hatchet fans exist? I don't know if they oh, do. Yeah, it's gotta be at least two or three. I feel like people always make fun of Avatar for, and I feel like this is what pe- <laughs> this is what people this is like the Avatar of horror movies. Even though I like Avatar more than most people do like Avatar, but people talk, talk about Avatar like us. The movie that did really well that no one cares about. I don't agree with that. I, I quite enjoy Avatar, but I feel like that's what Hatchet is to horror fans. It's like it's, it's there. It's fine. No one's begrudging begrudging its existence if I can speak properly. Yeah. But. Uh, like no one really cares that much either. I feel like that's what Hatchet is to horror fans. I could be wrong. You, if you're a super fan, let us know. But plus, you really have to see it in 3D. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, that's what everyone says about Avatar. I, I don't say that about Avatar, but okay. That's every time someone mentions Avatar, it's always like, oh, like it's okay, but I gotta admit, the 3D, whoo boy, <laughs> like, whatever. I saw it in 2D. I don't care. I saw them both, and I thought it was just as good in 2D. Mm-hmm. My Blu-ray is not in 3D, it's in 2D. That is how I choose to commemorate it, because I'm not buying a 3D TV, screw that. <laughs> that tech is basically dead now anyway, no one wants it. Mm-mm. It sucks. 2D, the way God intended movies to be watched. I'm going to stop Tim before he goes down a rabbit hole. <laughs> this, this, this has been Hatchet 3... Uh, review from Streams After Midnight. Let us know what you think in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all the usual stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates. If you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do here, head over to patreon.com slash mailedfudgetv. There'll be a link in the description for you to check that out. 
Uh, of course, you get monthly votes and stuff. Uh, obviously, we're right at the end of a month. In fact, this this will go up on the last day of the month for Patreon. Uh, so, <laughs> but if you're in the public, then the next vote will already be up for the following month. So, uh, you can you can check out the new vote, uh, which we've not revealed what it is yet. But you can go and check that mm. out uh, when this goes up. It'll be there by then. Uh, so. That that is that that is cool, uh, and obviously of course there's a crypt which is the user submitted list of horror movies. Anyone in the five dollar tier can just submit movies to go into this to do list. Uh, in fact, we'll be getting to one of them soon. It's been a little while now. It's been a couple of months since we did the last one, so we'll pick a movie off the crypt list soon. There'll be a link to that in the description as well. Everyone can look at the list. It's just you can only submit to the list if you're a patron. But uh, there you go. I've not plugged that in a little while, so I thought I'd, I'd, I'd get it in. But there you go. That is uh, that has been Hatchet Three. So thank you very much once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching horror movies, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs>